Spin 1038. This is Spin Talk with Lauren. In this hour, I would love to speak to you if maybe anxieties at work have been an issue for you. As I said earlier, I know we have spoken about social anxiety at times on this show. Today, I would like to hear from you day to day in your work life. Has anxiety affected you? So an example I gave um, was around public speaking. I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to, even if you are seemingly the most confident of people public speaking is something that can really freak a lot of us out and it is something that you might have to deal with day to day in your workplace so I would like to hear about your experiences today maybe it's not public speaking maybe it's something else maybe there's something about your job that can make you quite anxious but yet you have to do it or maybe it has caused issues for you in your job because you can't do certain things let me know I'm on 087-711-1038 John Francis Leader joins me on the line now consulting psychologist and cognitive scientist from jfl.com hi John Hey, Lauren, how are you doing? Good, thank you very much. Really good to have you on the show today, John. Um, as I said, I know we have spoken about social anxiety many times on the show, but today yeah. we're going to focus on the workplace. But for anyone maybe who hasn't joined us in the past, just what is anxiety, John? Yeah, well, there's two bits to thinking about anxiety. One is triggers, the, the circumstances that give rise to the anxiety, and then the other one is the anxiety, the feelings we, we feel uh, themselves. And uh, th- I think the really important thing to appreciate about anxiety is at its core, it's not a sign of anything wrong. Really, it's our adrenal system, our fight-or-flight response, our body getting into gear to help us when we perceive danger. But the problem is sometimes we perceive danger when there isn't the kind of danger that needs the old-fashioned physical responses of running or fighting those types of responses it's just something we perceive as a threat and the problem is our system is really primed to interpret danger before it happens rather than during because obviously it's safer to be able to preempt it so uh, heightened heart rate sweaty palms it's it's a very good mode if you are actually in danger but the problem is when it's that kind of social threat it, it just tends to be more than is needed okay um and so when we're talking about the workplace what kind of um, triggers can can set off anxiety. Yeah, well, anxiety can be triggered by just about anything, and that's why you hear of these kind of seemingly strange or unusual phobias. But they tend to make sense when you you know the, the life history of the story of the person who has them. But of course, some things are a little bit more likely to be triggers than others, and it's not a surprise in many respects that the workplace environment has a lot of triggers contained within it, because of course a lot of people at the best of times uh, mightn't like something like public speaking, often because they either don't have much experience with it or they have bad experience with it they maybe didn't choose to do it or they haven't gotten comfortable with it in the past but then when you take something like public speaking and then you're doing it in a work context where maybe there's a sense that your career relies on it what other people think about you your reputation lies on it that can aggravate the trigger a bit more and make it even more challenging and even just socially, work can be a bit tricky because it's a bit like school in some respects that you don't choose everybody who's in the class that year with you. So it's a bit of a look at the draw of who you end up with. And that doesn't even mean that you don't like them, but you might just come from a different part of the country or a different part of the world. You might have different interests. And that can make it a little bit uncomfortable as well in terms of gelling. So there may be some classic triggers. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point to make because when, it, when we're talking about um, our social circle, so much of the advice is, you know, be around people people who make you happy and spend your time with people who are good for exactly, you. And yeah. In a work environment, you don't always have that choice. And I also liked 
what you mentioned there about it not being your choice to speak publicly, like being in a meeting situation or even just in the canteen at lunch, you mightn't be that comfortable. And then when you're asked yep. your opinion on something and you have to speak up, this can stress people out. And that word choice is a very important one to highlight because we're weird as human beings because even your favourite thing, like eating your favourite food if you're hungry, you wouldn't want to be made to do that. <laughs> even if you're hungry, you'd still want to be able to choose to do it or not do it. So we really value choice. And the other side of that is even seemingly unpleasant things. Lots of people like being a little bit masochistic. They're adrenaline junkies. They like challenges. But again, choice is the key there. They're choosing it. So even unpleasant things can be nice if you're choosing them. And even uh, pleasant things can be not nice if you're not. Mm. So exactly being, being, being stuck in that environment. So a big thing with anxiety, particularly in the workplace, is this sense of consequence being on the line. Because generally, if we're in an environment and we're not too bothered about the outcome, yeah, to some degree, we can relax and make it work and at least be the best version of ourselves at that moment. But the problem is, is when we feel, oh, what do those people think? Does it affect my career? Does it affect other things? That in turn leads to stress. And one of the things stress does is it stops us from thinking creatively. It puts us in this kind of danger avoidance mode. And then ironically, it can be a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So something I really encourage people to do as much as possible is to and it sounds like a real paradox, but it's to, strangely, particularly with public speaking, is to give up on the goal in a way. This attempt to try and impress other people or to manage the outcomes actually distracts you away from just connecting as well as you can, communicating as well as you can. It's a little bit like if you're an orchard keeper and you spend so much time worrying about whether there will be apples on the trees that you forgot to take care of the trees through the year. So in a sense, if you just forgot about apples and took good care of the trees, automatically the apples would grow. And in the same way, people are good at communicating and connecting. They tend to have that. If you think about having a good chat with a friend, you're not trying to manage the outcomes. You're not trying to impress them. Yeah. You're kind of getting lost in the topic and connecting as well as you can. And then automatically it tends to work. I love your analogies, John. I'm going to think of the apples in the orchard now. Because as I said, like even the most confident of people, and I've said this on the show before, sure. people would think, oh, well, you talk on the radio for two hours a day or people so, might so assume true. about you, you know, um, being a psychologist that, you, that you're a great talker. I can't cope very well when people are looking at me. I go very red in the face. Tears spring to my eyes and I shake a little. My voice wobbles. And that is something that I feel I can't really control. And so it can affect anyone, absolutely. It's, uh, it's so true. Uh, it's, it's a very important point. You, you have the advantage that uh, you don't put on a big on-air persona like some people in the media do. <laughs> you're, you're Lauren on-air and off-air to at least some extent. And I'm, I'm only kind of half lightly saying that because some people do that. And we all do it to some degree. It's a bit like our social media profiles. Mm. You know, if you try and be a certain way, but then people catch you on an off day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard to live up to that. So it is nice as much as possible to have a kind of a consistent sense of self. It's not fully possible, but it can help. And uh, yeah, to try and take that pressure off. But it's true because my clients may not, it's, I work with people in you know, secretarial jobs, I work with barristers, I work with all kinds of people who you would think, my gosh, these people couldn't have concerns. But people do. And some people have reverse anxiety from the normal in that, let's say, if they're not the centre of attention, then they're feeling anxious. Or if they're speaking to one person, they feel anxious, but not in groups. Or groups, but not one person. Okay. So there's so many variations. Wow, I'd be really interested to hear from people today. That's a great point you make about your constant sense of self, because I think... You know, especially with online presence, you know, in a job situation, because you've been maybe so vocal on Twitter about something colleagues might presume. Well, listen, so-and-so is the perfect person to lead that presentation. Exactly. Yeah, really, really exactly. good point. John, it's always so great to have you on Spin Talk. Thank you for your time.
Great to talk, Laura. Chat soon. Chat soon. That's John Francis Leader there, consulting psychologist and cognitive scientist. John's website is jfl.com. So much interesting content on his website. I'd really encourage you to check it out. But I'd love to hear from you today um, if this is something that you can relate to. I know when we've spoken about anxiety in the past, um, people have gotten in touch about their own experiences. And as I mentioned earlier, we've discussed social anxiety quite a lot on this show. Today, I want to deal with anxiety in the workplace and talk about maybe how it's affected you in your ability to do your job. If you have gone to management and tried to air your concerns, have they been understanding? Because I would imagine... Like a lot of things, it can be something people are embarrassed to talk about. So let me know, has anxiety affected you in the workplace? How do you manage to deal with meetings, speaking in public, leading presentations? I'm on 087-711-1038. Spin Talk with Subway. Italian PMT or Big Beef Mouth. The choice is yours. Subway, keep discovering. Spin 1038.